Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Group of churches in the world, but there's something special about our fellowship. And I want to talk about that this morning because I want you that are here that have not been to conference or don't understand what we're about, I want you to know more. And for those that are here in, from conference, I want you to remember and realize what you have. I want you to value it. How many know the word value means the importance that you put on something? That's what value is. If, if I am, am holding this towel up and this thing is really valuable to me, I can say this thing is worth a million dollars. And if somebody else wants this towel and they say it's, it's worth a million dollars because that's the value I put on it and they want it, they'll pay a million dollars for it. That's what value is. And so the question is, what is the value that we put on fellowship? Not just fellowship, but our fellowship of churches around the world. And I want you to think about a few things this morning that we see, and now that's why we get people to conference. That's why uh, this church has grown. It's not because of my preaching. It's, not be- it's because of preaching the gospel, but because of what thing- things we've done is we've had revivals. We get people to come in here and preach from other churches in our fellowship that bring different angles. Many have been saved from other visiting pastors' uh, messages. that They're preaching the same thing I am to you, but they just listen. you hear it different from them. Amen. How many know that's how it is? Your parents, kids, parents tell kids stuff all day long. Someone else comes along and says the same thing, but you hear it from somebody else. Then we, we get people to conference. We've been doing this since the very first year we took people to conference, and obviously it's grown and grown and grown. But that's why the church grows, because you go and you see that we're not just part of the body of Christ in some small little way. We're part of the body of Christ in a big way, being part of this fellowship. So I want to put up a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And I'm actually just going to read the beginning and the end of this this morning. But I want you to see this first verse. Two are better than one. Two are better than one. Amen? And what I want you to see in that two are better one than one, and we're just going to leave that up there for a second, is an example of that is in this conference. So every, every year, John mentioned at conference time, we have a missions night. I told you guys last week when we took up our missions offering that we were going to take that offering, and we are going to give it in the missions night offering to our whatever need was, and we, we gave to that. And so last year in conference in October which now, from now on, mark your calendars, it's always going to be until we change it again, which we don't have any intentions, the last month, the last full week of July. You can already mark it in your calendars for next year. Whatever that last Monday through Friday is before the month ends, that's conference. You don't have to worry about what the dates are. That's it. And we had it last year in October, which we've had for many years, and we had a need in our churches in Mexico City. We've been down there and preached you guys heard his message on Thursday night, and when I translated for Pastor Fuentes, the special people that they are, the powerful word that he brought. So there's a bunch of churches in Mexico, around that country, that are part of our fellowship. How many realize again that we're not just talking about people that we just know of? This is our churches. They have the same name. Right now, as we're having church in this place, there are churches all around the world, in Tanzania, in Kenya, in Canada, in, in, in Czech Republic, in Slovakia, all around the world having church in Victory World Outreach Church just like this. And just like this we're having church. And so Mexico as well. And I, we, we, I remember being down there and being in these rented buildings. And seven years ago we were able, as a church, fellowship, two are better than one, to purchase land in Mexico City for them to build a church in. 
our home, the home church of Mexico. Just like we have a home church here, each country has a home church. And so they, we bought that land, but for seven years they have not been able to have the money to get that building built. So last year we come together, two are better than one. Say that with me, two are better than one. How many believe that? Two are better than one. We come together and, and take up this offering last year at conference, and Pastor Jones asked for promises like he did this last Thursday that John mentioned, and many of us participated. He said, we need to raise $50,000 to finish this building. And $90,000 came in. Amen? We tried to raise fifty, and ninety came in. And every dime of that money went to Mexico City. And we're going to show a video at the end of this month for Mexico City showing the finished product that that building that took seven years and they couldn't get anything done in six months was built. It's beautiful. I showed it to you guys last, last missions time. But we're going to show you an even better video with people in it. Amen? So two are better than one. Because they have, watch this, a good reward for their labor. When we work together as a church body and as a fellowship, powerful things happen. Amen? Now, I want to just read 12 real quick. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Say, there's, say this with me. There's power in unity. How many believe that? Now I want you to look at the book of Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Here's the key. It says, and they continued, say that with me, continued, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and what? Fellowship. And so we are just following and continuing what God did 2,000 years ago when he started his church. We're continuing that today. And we're trying to continue steadfastly to preach the gospel. And I want to tell you something that I've always admired. You've heard me say it many times, and I want to say it again, because maybe you're here, you're just starting to come to church, you're just starting to figure this out, you're just starting to wonder, is this where I'm supposed to be? How many know that things that last, there's a reason why things last, when things last? How many like longevity? I got up to give my report Friday night, and as I was sitting on that aisle, or that row, with other pastors, I'm sitting next to Pastor Gould which we've had preach here just recently. And he started those churches in the Congo that have gone on to start many, many, many other churches. And next to him was Pastor Manny from Cheyenne, Wyoming. And next to him was Pastor Marshall. And between the two of those, they've had 100 arrests, if that shows you the kind of people that we work with. Between those two pastors, 100 arrests. And then next to him was Pastor Portnova from Ireland. And I looked over and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, look at the longevity of these men. I'm the youngest. I've been in the fellowship 21 years and I'm the youngest. Between the five of us, we've been in this fellowship for 150 years. Five men. And that's just the five that were sitting on that row. How many know that's powerful? There's something about continuing and being steadfast and staying the course and Pastor Portnova has been in the church like 45 years. 43 or 45 years. That's a long time. That's almost as long as I've been alive. In the same church. How many know that means something? That's a decision to say, I'm sticking with my family. Through thick and thin, I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. We're not a perfect fellowship, but we're the best. I know I'm biased, but we're not, we're not perfect, but we're the best. But we're not the only ones. But we're, we are doing something special. 
And I want you to look at the person next to you and I want you to say it like you mean it. This fellowship is special. And maybe you said that and you don't really know or believe that yet. But, or, or maybe you do. But I want you to continue to stay the course and I want you to think about this message this morning. What we've already seen. Okay, we've already seen with the testimonies of my brother-in-law and then Tyler and, and, and how one person, li li listen to this this morning, the testimony of my brother-in-law reached somebody, Tyler was somebody that, oh, that, that testimony was the only one that was going to reach him. Someone think, thinking the same way, and you can reach someone that someone else can't reach. And I can reach someone else that you can't reach. We all have a gift of our lives to be able to reach someone that nobody else can reach. That's the power of fellowship, amen? Across this church congregation, there's so many testimonies of what God has done in our lives, amen? And I just want you to really think about this this morning when it says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And then it says in the breaking of bread and in prayers, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And again, the greatest wonder and sign is a salvation. And then it says, now, all, verse 44, all, say all, all, who believe were, there's the word, together. Together's not watching online. We have lots of people that still can't make it back yet. So we don't understand the circumstances, but there's nothing about being better than being together. Amen? Together. God called us to come together. And, and it says, and all had all things in common amen they sold their possessions and their goods they divided them among themselves as anyone had need and you see the word again so continuing daily with what one accord in the temple hebrews says don't forsake the assembling together and breaking bread from house to house they ate food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being saved that's our vision church that's our vision to preach the gospel to reach people then to teach them how to learn how to be a disciple and then send them to go start a church to, to expand the gospel. We're not about building one big mega church here. We're about making lots of churches in lots of cities. And as it said there, they went from house to house. As I said earlier, this church started in a living room. Our church in Costa Rica started in a living room. Jose and Marcella, when they start their church, hopefully next Sunday, amen, they're going to start in their living room. They're going to, or, or on their patio. They already has a plan. When Pastor Dylan, maybe some of you might have forgot since it's already been about two and a half years, they flew in on a Tuesday and had church in their house on Sunday. That's where you don't mess around. You get going. You're there to start a church. You get going. They invited their, their guard from the property to come in, and he invited a couple people, and they had four people that besides their family at their first service. I believe that's going to happen with Jose and Marcella. I believe God's going to do a tremendous work with them. Their hand, God's hand is on them. How many are excited to know that we've personally... Now, we're getting to meet Pastor Carlos and Gloria. They, they've been around for a long time. Many are just getting to meet them. But we, we, many of you have had sat down and had conversations with, and become friends with Jose and Marcella. And now you're going to get to watch what God does with them in Costa Rica. Isn't that exciting? You know you wouldn't be able to do that stuff in just any church? I started to think about this conference. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hands, but how many of our people this week sat at a table with pastors from Africa? 
with pastors from Costa Rica, with pastors from Canada, pastors from Mexico, sat there with people that you would never in your life meet, maybe never ever go, because of a conference. Were you able to come around and get around other people that you would never meet? Amen? How many are still here? How many are still here online? I see those hands. Amen. And I, and I began to think about this. I'm going to give you three things to close in just a minute. But I began to think about this. As I was thinking about this week, and by the way, I, I had to put this message together since Friday, you know, real quick, on the plane, waiting in the airport and all that stuff. Haven't had much time, but the Holy Spirit's amazing. Amen? But it gave me a good word. I believe this is going to help. Understanding and valuing the fellowship. When I was in Costa Rica, many of you have heard this, but I know there's many that haven't. We were doing our kids' ministry. We were reaching lots of kids. We would go into a neighborhood, an area that actually Pastor Carlos and Gloria know very well because they have to drive through it to get to where they live, called Desamparados, which is funny because it actually means forsaken. It's one of the biggest cities in San Jose. And we had our kids' ministry there. And I remember going into that place, and we were doing our ministry, and we would have two or 300 kids at one time and then 50 to 100 adults at an outreach. And I remember getting to a point where I was bitter at church. I was, I was mad at church. I was frustrated with church in general because we were going and reaching these people and nobody wanted the people. Nobody wanted the people that we were reaching. And it wasn't just kids. It was adults. It was families. And I remember one time, how, this is why a fellowship is important. This is why it's important to unite. To, to we're all part of the body of Christ. We understand that around the world. And when we get to heaven, there will be no denominations and there won't even be any fellowships. But we are a part of a fellowship. And I like to make people think of it like Army, Navy, Marines, and uh, what am I missing? Air Force. And I believe we're the Marines. Amen? How many believe we're the Marines? Well, some of you might not be Marines. Whatever the highest is. That's where we are. We're the strongest. Amen. Just saying. So we do things a certain way. We have a vision. And, and it's very hard to get people to have the same idea. And I remember, stay with me on this. This is important. I remember being there and thinking, man, I want, I want all these churches to work together. I want us to be all in one accord. I want us to all, you know, let's, let's, let's work together. And it's hard because not everybody has the same vision. Our vision's right there. Reach, teach, send. So I, 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 I got, and I was so bitter at church that my wife and I were missionaries and we were going to church like once a month, one time a month, just because we knew we needed to go. We knew we were supposed to have our kids see us go to church. Amen. And so we would go once a month just to show up. But I was so angry at church. I did not want to have anything to do with church. I mean, no, that's not good, especially as a missionary. And so one time I tried to get these pastors together in Los Guidos, or in Desamparados. There's about 40 Christian churches there. And I, and I contacted all of them, and we were making an impact in that city. Everybody knew who we were. Everybody knew what we were doing. And so I knew I could get these pastors together. So I tried to get 40 pastors together. And guess how many pastors showed up? Two out of 40. Trying to, and those two pastors, I'll never forget how discouraging it was. I said, let's win this city for Jesus. Let's do something. Let me give you these people. I was just an evangelist. I didn't want a pastor. So be careful when you say you don't want a pastor. It's better just to say I want a pastor. Amen. Do some psychological uh, stuff on God. Amen. Because I didn't want a pastor. I just wanted to preach the gospel. And we were winning people to the lost people like crazy. 
And I said, let's win this city for Jesus. Take these men. Take these kids. Take them to your church. I don't want them. I just want you to raise them up. And the, both of those pastors told me, there's no hope for this city. This city's lost. From my pastor. How many know something's wrong with that picture? And so I just got more and more bitter until, thank God, and I'm not going to go into that story, I came into this fellowship. And my pastor looked at me and saw, he went out with me one day, I'll never forget when he went out with me, and he, he didn't want no sunblock. He said, I don't need no sunblock. And he was, he was red as a lobster when we got done, because he was out there in the sun. But he saw what we were doing, and he, and he helped me see that I had a pastor's heart. And he helped me see that I could not just win the people to the Lord, but I could f- disciple them. And then, then, see, if I would have never had Pastor Jones speak into my life, I would have never been able to send out Dylan to, at Tanzan- to Carrollton and then Tanzania. I would have never been able to send out right now Jose and Marcelo to Costa Rica to start another church. Because I wouldn't be in this fellowship and I wouldn't have the vision of starting churches. Come on. It takes somebody to see in your life what God can do. And that's what I'm doing with you guys. I'm trying to look as your pastor and show you what God can do in your lives so you can fulfill your destiny. So real quickly, I want to give you just quick, three quick things to write down. This is what ha- happens. Here's some opportunities. How many like opportunities? Opportunities are good. If I told you right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make a whole bunch of money. Everybody be on board if you're smart. But I want to, I want to show you three opportunities and this is, there's many more that we have as being a fellowship. Number one is we get to be a part of a worldwide vision. We get to be a part of something that is beyond, not only Denton, not only Dallas, not only Texas, not only in the middle of the United States, not only the United States, but the world. As I said, you sat there with pastors from around the world. We've had them come to this church. We have pastors here right now from, from other countries. So we get to be a part of a worldwide vision. Amen? Sit with those people. Number two, we get opportunities to serve. Opportunities to serve. Now, it might sound kind of lame or generic, but it's not. Because how many know that we all need to be serving God? Meaning we're not, just, we're not called to come sit on a pew or a chair and just warm it up. God's got a call for us to do something. And I've been telling you this for a long time. I'm going to tell you again. You better do something for God. You better serve because you're going to eventually answer to God for your salvation. So you need to do something with it. You're either going to be in this church. You're either going to get involved or you're going to get uncomfortable and you're going to leave. Because we're going to push you to do something. If it's pushing the vacuum, if it's pushing your husband and wife in front of you or behind you, amen, whatever it is, we're going to get you to do something. We're going to get you to serve. And so you have the opportunity to serve, and listen to this, to make a difference. To make a difference. And, and then you have an opportunity to learn this morning how to tell somebody else about Jesus. How to share your faith with somebody else. Now today we're only, again, for those that are watching online, we're only about half here as far as our ministry team. Some, some already told us, and some are hiding out, and some are too tired, and some don't know yet that they're expected to be here. Amen? But some of us are out here, and some of us aren't. But our whole team's not here yet, back yet. But we have an opportunity to go and be a part of something bigger than us. And I want to show you Friday night, after our, after our entire week, the church was challenged to go out to downtown Colorado Springs and witness and street preach. This is not the place you preach right here. Our, our pulpit is our job. 
Our pulpit is the grocery store. Our pulpit is the Taco Bell when nothing else is open on Friday night after conference. Amen. We went over to the Taco Bell right across the street from the church. And they were, remember when Pastor Dylan mentioned all those spin outs and all that stuff? Well, he, they were doing that right there in that parking lot. And so we were waiting in line to, to order some food. And we got up to the thing and began to talk to the young man that was giving us our food. And, and uh, I, I, I told him, Jesus loves you. And he said, thank you. I believe that. I, he said, but I haven't been going to church. And I said, well, that's our church. And I could reach, just point right over to the Jesus sign. I said, that's our church right there. We just came out of a conference. He said, he said, I know. I, he said, I used to go to that church when I was eight years old. And he said, I haven't been back to church, but I just started reading my Bible again last month. And I said, let's pray right now. And we said the sinner's prayer right there at the window at Taco Bell. Amen. That's, that's what it's about. Don't wait to invite him to church. Pray with him right there. And he said the sinner's prayer. My family is my witness. Amen. I'm not saying that to boast. You learn how to tell your faith to somebody and share your faith with somebody. And then a boldness comes on you. And you say, man, I got the antidote here. I got to share this with somebody. But if you're in a church that's dead, if you're in a church that doesn't preach, if you're in a church that doesn't challenge you, if you're in a church that doesn't care about lost people, you're never going to have the opportunity to serve. We're going to push you. We're going to challenge you to use your testimony to reach somebody. Now, we had that, that Friday night happen, and I saw a video yesterday share with me that blew me away and encouraged me and excited me. And I want to show you just a little piece of it. Watch this street preaching right out in Colorado Springs. Amen. Amen. And he goes on to preach for about another minute. Isn't that awesome? Come on, that's street preaching right there. That's just grabbing a microphone and telling people about the Lord. Guess what? That's a teenager from our church. That's not from the home church. They had lots of people. That, that was from our church. That's Sonoris. That's Laura's and Chris's nephew. Amen. Preaching that. He's not here this morning because they probably, probably couldn't get a ride. But that kid is 14 years old. Preaching on the street and he doesn't even know where he doesn't even live. Come on, church. How many people get that opportunity if you don't have a fellowship? You, he, you, you would never even cross your mind to do something like that. 
And all of a sudden, you're holding a microphone. And I'm telling you, can you sense the call of God on his life? He was being bold. And he, was, and he, was, he came up to me after, and now I know why. It makes sense. He came up to me after I preached a kind of hard message at conference Wednesday night. A straight, strong message. And he came up and hit his chest and said, Pastor, that's what I needed. That's the attitude the Lord is looking for. That's what I needed. Would you just hit your chest and say, that's what I needed. Amen. We need that straightforward challenge to do something for God. You're not going to get that in just any church. But a fellowship that comes together and challenges and, and, and helps and, and, and works together is supernatural. The last thing is it will help grow your family. Being part of a fellowship will help grow your family. It will help raise your kids. It's not for you, us to raise your kids. It's to help. Say help. Amen. Lots of people in lots of churches today take their kids. They go find the church that's got the program so they can just go send them to daycare. And they're not raising them at home. But when you have a fellowship, you learn from other pastors. When we were raising our daughters, I would pick pastors' brains and I'd ask them, what are you doing with your kids and how are they serving God? And it is such a blessing and an honor to have my kids, or my daughters and my son-in-law serving with us. When you see my, son, my daughters and son-in-law serving with us, we're not making them do that. They want to serve. It was so beautiful this last conference. We got to all fly together in the same plane, all six of us, or all seven of us, I should say. To conference and back, be together, talk about ministry, talk about things. That doesn't happen by accident. It happens because a fellowship of churches challenged us to get our kids involved in ministry. From the very young age, we, we, got, we took them to church. We, we didn't just push. We, we told Jose and Marcella in a meeting before we left them, we said, you, when you start that church, you use those kids. Get them involved. That's why our daughters have served God. And now I can say proudly that at this conference, both of my son-in-laws went forward Friday night and said they would preach the gospel with their wives. Amen? If the Lord opens up the door. That's a powerful thing. So do you want your kids to serve the Lord? Do you want them to stay on fire for God? Do you want them to make heaven your home? Don't, don't take for granted what you have in this fellowship. Value it. Value what we have this morning. Value that you've got pastors like Pastor Mario and I who care. When we get in your face and we tell you things, it's because we care. It's not because we're like, hey, let's wake up this morning and see who we can pick on. We don't do that. Amen. But you heard my brother-in-law's testimony. If I wouldn't have put my foot down and said, this is my house and this is how we're doing things. If I wouldn't have told him that he was living in sin with his girlfriend. If I wouldn't have told him straightforward, he wouldn't be saved today. Can I get a better amen? amen? He wouldn't be preaching the gospel. So when we do all this, I'm going to close with this. When we do all these things, church, together as a body, in valuing our fellowship, we're making an eternal impact. Eternal. How many want to make an eternal impact? But we can't do it by ourselves. What, what I can do by myself is nothing compared to what I can do with you. What we can do together. And I'm telling you, church, we know Jesus is coming soon. We know that time is short, and if we've ever said that before, it's more true now today than it's ever been. Jesus is coming soon, and there's not a lot of day left to work, and so we've got to work. Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning all across this place? Father, we thank you for your precious, powerful, wonderful word. And as your heads are bowed and eyes closed, I want to read one more verse. Just listen to this as the Holy Spirit speaking. 
out of Acts chapter 4. You can read it later. I read it in the first service, but I don't feel led to go into the whole thing. But I want to read just a few words right here of one verse. It's very similar to two, and they says they were, they were of one heart and one soul, and they had all things in common. And then this word came and said, it says, and because they did this as a fellowship as believers together, it says, great grace was upon them all. How many this morning want great grace to be upon your life? Great. How many know it didn't say grace? It says great grace. I don't know about you, but I want great grace. God's grace upon my life this morning. And that grace comes when we line up our lives with the things of God and we become part of something that is bigger than ourselves. That's what our church is. That's what our fellowship is. That's what this opportunity is, to be part of something bigger than ourselves. How many this morning watching online, listening on the podcast, sitting in this congregation, you don't know Jesus Christ as my brother-in-law didn't, as Tyler didn't, as your Lord and Savior. You may be like him and you've never even stepped, you may be watching online or this may be your first time in service, you've never stepped into a church till today. Or you may have come a thousand times. The question is, where will you spend eternity? As that young boy was saying on that, on that street preaching sidewalk, Jesus Christ can give you eternal life. The Bible says we're going one of two places. Our destiny is heaven or hell. We choose. Choose life this morning. How many would say, Pastor, I've never said that prayer. I've never accepted Jesus Christ. I've never given my heart to the Lord. And today I want to be saved. Would you just lift up your hand and put it right back down all across this place, all across this congregation? I've never done it. You may be raising your hand right now in your car, in your living room. You may be at work. And you're listening to this right now. In just a moment, we're going to say the sinner's prayer. Because we don't know you now, but we're going to know you in heaven. We're going to say the sinner's prayer. You're going to give your life to Jesus. But first, maybe you're here and you know the Lord, but you're backslidden. You're backslidden this morning. You're running from God. You know what's right, but you're playing games. Don't play games. Get serious with God. Come back to Him. He'll open His arms up to you. How many say, that's me this morning? I need to reconcile my life with Jesus. Just lift your hand up. I see your hand. God bless you. How many more? How many more? That's me. I'm coming home today. Coming back to my first love by the grace of God. Let's stand all across this place. Amen. We're going to say a prayer. We're going to open up the altars in just a moment. We're going to make a decision to reconcile with the Lord. But let's say this prayer for those that are watching online. Those that are here in this place. Maybe you didn't raise your hand. But you know something's not right. We should make sure that the Lord knows we're serious. Amen. That's why we confess Him before man. That's why I tricked Jose into coming down to the altar. Amen. Wasn't that funny? Cute and funny at the same time, but so true. But if you can't, if you can raise your hand at your chair, but you're ashamed to stand before the Lord, you're going to be ashamed out there. And that's why we do that. If you're here and you raised your hand for one of those things, or maybe you didn't, you want to make a public statement of reconciliation or salvation, just step out of your seat. Just come down right now. Just come out of your seat. Come down to this altar. Amen. We're going to pray with you this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody will come stand behind her and just pray for her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
We're going to open up these altars. Here's what I want our prayer to be in a second. We're going to say the sinner's prayer. If those watching online, then we're going to go offline. Would you just say this with me this morning? Lord Jesus, you're so amazing and powerful and merciful. You are the living God, and I'm a sinner. I fall short of your glory, and the wages of my sin are death. Jesus, I put my faith in you as the only mediator between God and myself. I believe you died on the cross for all my sins, and you rose from the dead. And because of that, I can be saved. I can have eternal life. Jesus, please forgive me and wash me clean of all my sins. I come home to you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a wonderful praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we go offline, if you value this morning. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.